Welcome to another edition of the Truth Hurts program with your host, Steve Z. Sit back, relax, and enjoy. Good morning, everybody. This is Steve Z, and this is the Truth Hurts program for Wednesday, Ash Wednesday, February 17th, 2021. Mardi Gras is in the history books. Not that it ever peeked out its ugly head this year anyway. Traditionally, at midnight last evening, the New Orleans Police Department would have ridden through the French Quarter on horseback, followed by four-wheelers and garbage trucks, to mark the official end of Mardi Gras 2021. This year, of course, Mardi Gras did not happen because Latoya the Destroyer Latoilette Cantrell, the mayor of New Orleans, canceled the entire Mardi Gras season. She did not allow one single Mardi Gras parade to roll, not one Mardi Gras ball to be held, no Mardi Gras parties. She shut down every single bar in the city of New Orleans, and she closed down most restaurants that served alcohol as well. She instructed her police chief to enforce her demands that nobody party for Mardi Gras. So it's over. It's in the books. And today marks the beginning of the Catholic season known as Lent, L-E-N-T. Traditionally today, Catholics will go to church and receive the ashes from the previous year's Palm Sunday in the sign of the cross marked on their forehead to show their devotion to God and to the season of abstinence brought forth symbolically by Christ as he wandered in the desert for 40 days. Remember to my Catholic listeners, no meat today and no meat on Fridays for the next six or so weeks as you observe Lent. All right, sorry folks, a little distracted here. I just read something very, very disturbing to me. The double standard, of course, is alive and kicking. And if you watched the joke, the very well-produced, organized, and scripted town hall meeting with gropey Joe Biden last night on CNN, I can only say one thing. That man couldn't stick to the truth if it were Velcroed to his forehead. When lion called Biden... That should be his motto. That should be his jingle. Last night on CNN, gropey Joe Biden looked at Anderson Cooper, looked at the camera, and told the lie of all lies. And CNN and their golden poster child did not even question it. They let it slide. They brushed it off. No fact checkers. Nobody called him out on the lie. Nobody said a thing. They just accepted it as if it were fact. So what was the lie? Joe Biden said there was no vaccine before he took office. He, gropey Joe Biden, of course, was seen on television on that same network receiving both of his doses of the Kung Flu vaccine. His second dose was administered on January 11th, days before he was inaugurated. Joe Biden told a bold-faced lie and CNN let it slide. Now, had that lie been perpetrated by Donald Trump, there would be wall-to-wall non-stop news coverage of the lie plastered on every television station and every newspaper in this country. 
but Gropey Joe, he gets a pass for telling a bold-faced lie. Now take a listen, and if you saw the town hall with America's premier example of true white privilege, Anderson Pooper, you saw many stumbles, fumbles, stutters, stammers, mispronunciations, and borderline insanity on the part of Gropey Joe. And Gropey Joe gets a pass. But take a listen to this lie in case you think I'm lying. And uh, the biggest thing, though, is you remember when you and I talked, no, I shouldn't say it that way as you remember, but when you and I talked last, we talked about it's one thing to have the vaccine, which we didn't have when we came into office, but a vaccinator. How do you get the vaccine into someone's arm? And Anderson Cooper just nodded his head up and down, and not one member of the audience, all Democrats, all pre-selected, all screened and interviewed, and all probably with questions designed by the Biden administration and CNN. You didn't hear any questions about Hunter. You didn't hear any questions about China buying the Bidens. You didn't hear anything about Joe Biden's brothers or the rest of his Biden crime family. Nope. All highly scripted, selected questions, softball questions, for which we're sure Mr. Biden had already been made aware of so that he could script his own answers. Take a listen one more time as your president, the president of the United States, perpetrated a bold-faced lie upon the American people. And uh, the biggest thing, though, is you remember when you and I, no, I shouldn't say it that way as you remember, but when you and I talked last, we talked about it's one thing to have the vaccine, which we didn't have when we came into office, but a vaccinator. How do you get the vaccine into someone's arm? One more time, lion Biden. It's one thing to have the vaccine, which we didn't have when we came into office. President Donald Trump's former press secretary, Kayleigh McEnany, wrote, This is objectly false. President Trump brought about the fastest vaccine for a novel pathogen in history. How does Joe get away with this? Well, it's easy. When you have willing accomplices in the mainstream leftist media, Attempting to rewrite history is very easy, as all Democrats tend to do. There is photographic evidence showing Joe Biden getting the second dose of the Wuhan China Kung Flu vaccine 11 days before he took the oath of office. His first dose was in December, almost three weeks before that. And we know who the president was in December and early January. It was Donald Trump. Where are the so-called fact checkers on this? <laughs> probably hiding in Joe Biden's basement or chilling on pedophile island. Your president lies on camera and the media gives him a pass. Double standard much? Steve Z and the Truth Hurts Program. I don't get paid to promote products, goods, or services on this program. This is completely paid for by yours truly, your host, Steve Z. However, I would like to give a short plug to the Western Journal. They do keep the conservative mindset informed and entertained. And in an article written by Samantha Chang dated yesterday, a transgender fighter who broke a woman's skull in the MMA ring has now been called the bravest athlete in history. The article reads, A transgender mixed martial arts fighter who broke his female opponent's skull 
is an intrepid hero who deserves to be celebrated as, quote, the bravest athlete in history, unquote. Now, that's the assessment of Sid Ziegler, co-founder and blogger at OutSports, an L-G-B-T-Q-R-S-T-I-P-I-R-O, whatever. In other words, a queer-focused site that is part of the left-wing digital media company's Vox SB Nation Network. Ziegler breathlessly squealed in a January 14th post over speculation that transgender MMA fighter Fallon Fox could soon return to the ring after taking a hiatus to nurse some injuries. The article was entitled, Fallon Fox is Still the Bravest Athlete in History. Ziegler praised Fox for rocketing to the top of his sport by beating his female opponents to within an inch of their death. Ziegler claimed the fighter valiantly overcame unfair criticism after crushing a rival's skull, physically destroying other opponents to win his MMA matches. The blogger said anyone who condemns Fallon Fox is a transphobic bigot. The article that Miss Chang is referring to was in Outsports. The article again entitled Fallon Fox is Still the Bravest Athlete in History. And that article, the blogger said anyone who condemns Fox is a transphobic bigot, yet Fox stood strong and continued to push for and earn her right to compete. Except he's not a her, he's a he. He's a him. It's a shim. It's a dude. It's a guy with a penis dressing up like a little girl. The Outsports article also said, except for one fateful match, she also won every time she stepped into the professional ring. She ain't a she, people. She's a he. She's a dude with larger body mass, larger bone structure, larger muscle structure, and all of the attributes of a guy. And of course, Ziegler is only trying to sell a book. He uses his column to shill his pro-transgender book, whose final chapter is listed, Fallon Fox is the Bravest Athlete in History. Ziegler said he's thrilled that Fox could soon return to the ring, where the transgender male, turned female, supposedly, will be allowed to once again beat up little girls and get paid lots of money to do it. Ziegler chirped, Today, as she works towards getting a degree, Fox is quietly re-emerging on the scene. She had slipped away from the public eye and social media for some time as she nursed injuries and healed her body. Now she's stepping back in the ring in hopes of sparring and some possible exhibition matches. The blogger gave Fox an opportunity to respond to his critics who are alarmed by his skull-crushing fighting technique. He said, I'm not the first female MMA fighter who's broken another fighter's bones or caused a large amount of stitches or a concussion or any combination of those. And people will, of course, because I'm a trans, hold it up as this devastating thing that could possibly happen if I weren't trans. But there are many different examples of similar things happening. Oh my God. Obviously a dude with long pink hair and lipstick, and eyeshadow, and plucked eyebrows, but still obviously a male. The issue of transgender athletes competing as females has ignited a volcanic backlash from skeptics who say it is unfair for men who identify as women to compete against female athletes. It is unfair. You couldn't cut it as a man. 
You kept getting your ass kicked as a man, so you decided to stick on some lipstick, tuck your pecker away, and now you think you're a woman? Beating up on little girls. Freak of nature. Republican Senator Rand Paul is a physician, and he said he noted the misogynistic anti-science behind transgenderism that is is a sickness. Former MMA commentator Joe Rogan said, allowing men to beat up women in physical combat sports is akin to sanctioned domestic violence. Rogan said in a podcast back in 2018, you're out of your mind if you think that a man who has been a man for 30 years and takes female hormones for two years is the same thing as a biological woman. He was referring to the fact that Fallon Fox had transitioned from male to supposedly female at the age of 30. Rogan is a self-proclaimed lifelong liberal, but he said, we're built different and that's just a fact and anyone who tries to argue that is crazy. We should not allow transgender males to compete against real women in MMA fights so we can keep women from getting beaten up by men, Rogan said. He would be correct. And I don't like his politics, but in this instance, Joe Rogan is correct. And if that man couldn't cut it being a man, well, he shouldn't be competing against little girls in a sport. Go fight a man, man. Let's see what you're really made of. Mommy? Yes, son? Mommy, I keep getting beat up by all the other boys on the playground. I know, son, but you just keep on fighting. Now put that pink lady tank top on and go play with your dolls outside. Mommy's got another male caller coming over. Mommy? Yes, son? I hope that man that's coming over doesn't beat you up so bad like all those other men do. Me too, son. Me too. Now go outside and play with your little dolls. Okay, Mommy. When I grow up, I'm gonna be a big-time fighter in the MMA. I'm gonna beat up any men who dare to beat up on women. You'll see, Mommy. I'm gonna be a big MMA star someday, someday, someday. Years later. Mom? Yes, son? I keep getting my ass kicked by those men in the MMA. What should I do? Well, son, I'm still getting beaten up by men every night as well. Maybe you're just not cut out to fight with men. Maybe you can go transgender and become a fake woman, so at least you can beat up on weaker women. But, Mommy, I hated seeing you get beat up by all those men all those years. Son? Yes, Mommy? There's a reason I got beat up by all those men traipsing in and out of my bedroom all these years. You see, son, I like pain. Actually, I love it. Lots of women like having pain inflicted on them. I enjoy being dragged into submission, beaten to within an inch of my life. Because, son, recovering from those injuries makes me feel alive. Okay, Mommy, I'll do it. I'll go to the doctor and get a pecorsectomy or tape my junk into my crack and put on a frilly tutu and I'm going to go kick some girls' asses. After all, any girl who wants to fight professionally must enjoy the pain, right? And I'm going to bring the pain. That's it, son. You couldn't cut it as a man, so go pretend to be a woman. Be all that you can't be. Now, work with me on this here, folks. You and I both know that there are only two genders, male and female. But if guys who can't cut it as guys decide to become transgender females, then that makes them a whole different gender, right? I mean, there are only two, male and female. Boys have a penis, girls have a vagina. 
but in their minds, they are transitioning from male to female. But perhaps we should let them embrace the true LGBTQIAPRSTUV crowd and say there are 57 genders. Boys have a penis, girls have a vagina. Any male who is transitioning to female in their mind, they should all have their own league. A bunch of transitional male to females fighting in their own league. Just men pretending to be women beating each other's asses up in the ring. That's the way it could be fair. I mean, that's the only way it could be fair. And vice versa. A bunch of women who think they're men get together, have the adedictomy surgery, and then they can have their own league of transgender females transitioning to male, and they can have the Memorial Chaz Chastity Bono female-to-male transgender fighting leagues. That would be fair. Anything else? Not so much. All this multi-gender crap that's going on, it's really, really getting ridiculous. Next. Yeah, I want to apply to be in your fight club. Shh, there's only one rule in fight club. There is no fight club. Oh yeah, yeah, right. No fight club. We need to fill out some documents for legal and insurance purposes. So, what is your name? My name Destiny DeMorte, honey. My name means Destiny the Killer. Okay, Destiny. What was your birth name? The name on your birth certificate. You mean my government name? Yes, Destiny. Your government name. Well, it was Charles Martin Dykes. So you were born a bio- Yeah, I was born a dude, but now I'm a chick, got it? Yeah, yeah, sure, no no problem. So, Destiny, will you be fighting as a male, a female, a male transitioning to female, a male already transitioned to female, or a female transitioning to male? What you mean? Well, Destiny, now that the government has been forced to recognize all 59 genders, you have to fight in the gender classification with which you identify. You were born with a male appendage, right? A male a what it? A male appendage. A penis. You mean my oversized clitoris? Call it what you want, Destiny. But you were born with a penis, not a vagina, right? Yeah, yeah, I got a stalk. So what? Well, then you can either fight as a male, or you can fight other men who are transitioning to women, like you, or you can fight other men who have already transitioned to women. You mean the dudes that cut their stalk off? Yes, those dudes. Wait, you mean I can't fight no other little girls, like for real natural girls, with their little bones and their little muscles? Because I can't fight no real dudes, not even dudes what's dressed up like girls. They would kick my ass. Sorry, sir, but rules are rules. Don't you call me, sir. Can't you see my dress? Don't you know I'm a female? Well, sir, not according to your birth certificate. You'll have to fill out these insurance forms. It's not fair. It's not fair at all. I won't fight girls. Can't you see I'm a girl? Dang, bro. Why? This ain't fair. You see, the problem is there are only two genders. And as such, these wannabe women think they can fight in the women category. And the wannabe women think they can fight in the men category. We need to make 57 different sports, one for each gender classification. That way all the men can compete against men, all the women can compete against women, all the unicorn horsies can 
fight against unicorn horses. All of the placid, flaccid rocks can fight against placid, flaccid rocks, etc., etc. Put transgender males into their own fighting group and let them battle it out. And then it would be fair. But putting a transgender man, six foot two, 240 pounds, into the ring with a small boned, small muscled, actual female is not fair. And it's coming down to the courts. Student athletes from elementary school age through college might have to consent to sex testing in order to compete in sports. Idaho became the first state in the U.S. to bar transgender girls from participating in girls' and women's sports and to legalize the practice of asking girls and women to undergo sex testing prior to competing. The House bill, known as the Fairness in Women's Sports Act, was signed by Governor Brad Little. Governor Little also signed a bill that prohibits transgender people from changing their birth certificates to match their gender identities. While many states have introduced bills to restrict the participation of transgender athletes, Idaho was the first state to have passed such legislation into actual law. And even though the LGBTQRSTQIPIARSTWVYXWC and every other gender rights groups think that there is a broader movement in society towards allowing transgender rights, it's really not so. It's just in their own wacky community. Supporters of the Idaho law say they do not accept people identifying as anything other than what is written on their birth certificates. You know, the doctor says, congratulations, it's a boy, or congratulations, it's a girl. Idaho people say the laws were aimed primarily at athletes who identified as boys on birth certificates but now identify as females and wish to compete as females. State Senator Lee Hyder said after both bills had passed into law, quote, boys are boys and girls are girls. No doctor, no judge, no Department of Health and Welfare is going to change that reality. Representative Barbara Ehart, the sponsor of the bill, said she began working on it 20 months ago in an effort to protect opportunities for girls and women. We can physically not compete against biological boys. We just cannot. And once those opportunities are lost, they are gone. You cannot get those back, she said. Representative Ehart was a former college basketball player and NCAA Division I women's basketball coach. And she said, this could literally tear teams and communities apart. And large corporations who are housed and based in Idaho, who are deathly afraid of the vastly small minority of actual gays, lesbians, transgenders, and other freaks of humanity? Well, those companies like Chobani and Hewlett-Packard called on the governor to veto the bill. If there are more than two genders, then there need to be more than two sports leagues. If you only have males and females, then you should only identify athletes as male or as female, based on XX and XY chromosomes. You know, actual science. Those who want to limit the participation of transgender athletes have argued that transgender women have a competitive advantage because of their testosterone levels, even though those levels can change with hormone treatment. Let's be realistic now. 
You can pump a bunch of estrogen into a man, shrink his balls, shrink his stock, and he's still a man. He cannot become a woman. You cannot change your chromosomes. The science on the subject is conclusive. XX or XY, it's chromosomes. That's what makes you a man or a woman. And according to one expert, Boys have a penis, girls have a vagina. Steve Z in the True Hurts Program. It is winter time. It is the middle of February, traditionally a time of year where it's cold outside. Some years the cold stays bottled up in Canada and the northern tier of United States states, and some years it creeps south. This year is one of those years. Oh, I could go on into my rant about so-called global warming and say, but look how cold it is, but I won't bore you with all of those details. Some of the warmest places in Texas are experiencing rolling power outages. Low freezing temperatures and snow have blanketed parts of the south and the southwest. Right now, nearly three quarters of the U.S. is covered in snow. That is a record. Millions have no electricity. At least five deaths have been reported in Houston. Three others were killed in North Carolina in the aftermath of an overnight tornado. The nation's power grid, the electrical grid, is designed to handle a certain amount of load on that grid. Generating stations use fuels to generate a finite quantity of energy. That means so much can be made at the capacity of a generating station. Generating stations traditionally run on coal, oil, natural gas, and other fossil fuels. But a move towards so-called cleaner, greener energy, the inclusion of wind turbines and solar farms, and the forced closure of fossil fuel generating stations and the lack of permitting for new such fossil fuel generating stations has now come to light as a major problem in Texas and other parts of the country. You see, it gets so cold that the wind turbines freeze up. It gets so snowy the solar panels get covered and cannot generate solar electricity. Now those same climate nuts who called it global warming for years and years have no choice but to admit that it's not global warming that's causing problems, but global cooling throughout Texas, Louisiana, Mississippi, and other energy-producing states. As of Monday afternoon, 5 to 10 million Americans were without power throughout the country, and rotating blackouts were put into place when power companies cut off electricity to residential neighborhoods and small businesses for periods of time between 15 minutes and an hour before rotating the shutdown to other locations. During the peak of outages in Texas alone, 4 million customers had no power in the Lone Star State as of midday Tuesday, according to Power Outage USA, a website that tracks power outages throughout America. The length of the controlled outages have been significantly extended due to emergency grid conditions and severe cold weather. Remember, the South is prepared for things like hurricanes and tornadoes and hailstorms, not brutal, cold, icy conditions. Our power grid is not designed the same way as the power grids in Minnesota, 
Wisconsin, North Dakota, and other cold, frigid areas of the country. And with more and more state and local governments stopping natural gas from being run into new construction neighborhoods, the demand for electric heat has increased exponentially over the past 15 years. Record-breaking electric demand is forcing the rolling outages to continue throughout the South. As work crews prepare for storms, the loss of generation stations, the loss of wind turbines and solar panels to augment and supplement the electrical grid have proven to be total failures. The Southwest Power Pool manages the electrical grid operations in North Texas and 16 other states, and it has mandated rolling blackouts. That's what you get when you take natural gas out of people's homes. That's what you get when you refuse to allow new natural gas or oil or coal-fired generating stations. That's what you get when the population increases, the demand increases, and the supply is diminished due to piss-poor environmental regulations and energy management protocols. That's going to do it for this morning's edition of the Truth Hurts program. I hope you stay warm out there, or in there, depending on where you are. Whatever you do, go out there and make it a great day. We'll see you next time. You have been listening to the Truth Hurts program with your host, Steve Z. Copyright 2020, Steve Knight Productions, all rights reserved. This program is protected free speech under the First Amendment to the U.S. Constitution. Background music by Jason Shaw and Audionautics. We'll see you next time. <laughs>